as pastors and, and leaders in the church, because you have a perspective that people care about, always be thinking about how you can be ready to document uh, and then do that because you're creating pastoral leadership at scale for people who are in your church and you're giving them um, a feeling of belonging. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we are talking about real-time social media. And what we, talk, what we mean by real-time social media is while events are happening, while, while the church services are happening on the weekends, or while Wednesday night activities are happening, or youth camp, uh, what should you be doing on social media in real time uh, on your social media accounts? I'm joined uh, by Aaron Magnuson. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Mills, pleasure. So we are talking real-time social media, so posting on, and you see this primarily on Instagram, uh, that in Instagram stories that, that churches are doing this, there are social media agencies that, that are fully dedicated to this, that you can hire uh, for events that will come in and do videos and photos and post in real-time, and, um, and what you see at a lot of churches is people posting content. A lot of times the goal of that is to create FOMO, you know, so that people that aren't there wish they were there. Um, and so maybe we should start with what's the purpose of real-time social media? Aaron, what would you say, why should people be posting in real time? Well, I think about how this plays out for me, really the only event <clears throat> that happens weekly that I care about, or at, sometimes multiple times a week, depending on, on what it is, but the teams that I follow in sports and the advantage to it is yeah. when I'm not actually watching the game. Uh, and actually, let me say it this way. Even when I am watching the game, I still tune into Twitter because I want to know who isn't in my room that I want to hear the commentary yes. of based on what's happening. And so to me, um, it's not it's not even just the strategy of creating, man, I bet you wish you were here. Uh, it's some people, yeah, they do wish they were here and they would have been there if it wasn't X, Y, or Z, right? If, if yeah. they didn't have something else going on. And so what you're doing is you're giving people a glimpse, uh, into what they know they're missing and you're, you're almost, um, just reassuring them that, that, that they're still a part. I think for other people, uh, particularly in our church context, you're painting a really accurate picture of the event that you want yes. people to check out. And so um, I think regardless of what it is, the advantage to real-time posting is you're creating, a, you're painting an accurate picture, as accurate as you possibly can, uh, of what it is that's going on. Uh, and then maybe some people wish they would have been there. Maybe other people knew that they had something else going on and so then they were able to still feel apart. And for other people, they have no idea at all and you've just given them an idea. Yes. And so I think uh, by posting those things, you're doing all of those things. Like you don't have to post differently for those different audiences. Posting an accurate, uh, whatever it is, something about your event is going to do that for all three of those audiences. Yeah, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of, of great functions. I think you, you bringing up sports is, is a great thought because, you know, I, I think in the church, I'm, you know, you and I are behind the scenes. We feel like we know and see everything but there's a lot of people that don't. And so I think I'm a Houston Texans fan. I love game day. I love seeing what the players walk in wearing to the tunnel. 
Uh, I'm looking for that on Instagram on game day before the game. I'm looking for, you know, warmups and what maybe people are saying. There's, you know, the, the Facebook, there's announcers on the Houston Texans Facebook page that always do a pregame and about an hour before the game of what's happening, who's hurt, what's uh, prepping for the game. While the game is going on, you see updates and highlights um, that of certain plays that go on on social media. And so I think sports is actually a really good example of, why, why, why it's important, you know, is because people want to know a little bit behind the scenes. They want to know uh, what to expect uh, as they're preparing for the game. They want to know, you know, like, oh, that was a highlight from the game. I want to see that again and remind me of that play uh, that happened. And then even the post-game interview of when it's happening. And then you want to recap of like the highlight from that. And, and then all the next week you're getting clips recapping the game the best plays the best stories and then you're getting updates of the next game um and so that's what happens essentially in the church world is is you know you've got sundays and you've got wednesday you, you likely have multiple things happening but the weekends are likely the most significant event in the life of your church and so how you capture that i think one of the unique challenges that that churches feel is how do you keep from it being the exact same thing every sunday and so it can feel like, okay, there's people walking in, there's people on the stage singing, there's people in the crowd, there's a person preaching, and then there's people leaving, <laughs> you know, like it, it can feel uh, like you're watching the exact same thing over and over again. I'm curious, and maybe Aaron, what we need, you should talk about is, what are the things that people, that, that churches should capture to engage throughout that experience to, to really capture on social media real time? And then what do they do on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Uh, to to effectively kind of engage on each platform or should they be engaging on each platform? So let's maybe yeah. start with what do they need to capture? That's good. What do they need to capture? I, I do think um, there's a certain level of, of repetitiveness uh, that, that you fear uh, that, that I even fear posting daily where it's like, man, I really <laughs> like, uh, cause it exposes the fact that you're just not as exciting as you could make yourself seem to be. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, but I would say that consistency is, is actually, I would spin it and I would say that's important um, for the same reason that it's important when you, uh, each of us uh, is a part of churches where you have the announcements and they're almost exactly the same every single week. And that's okay uh, because those particular posts and those particular announcements aren't for the regulars. They're for the people who are just checking out. So I don't think it's bad to have certain elements that are the same every single week because consistency uh, is good. It's showing that you didn't have one good week where a thousand people showed up or one good week where you filled the cafeteria, but you had uh, week after week after week, it is feeling this way. Now, the advantages to stories, because uh, uh, I'm thinking in videos uh, and predominantly, Nils and I both agree, Instagram is primarily where you should be focused yes. with these things and stories is the best way to live uh, do that. Um, and so, or to live post on Instagram, I should say. And so I would say uh, the best way to make it not stale and the same every week. So you do have those elements that are the same every single week is to involve people and whether that's, and, and I wouldn't even say random people, I would say involve the players. Like when I'm thinking about sports to carry out this sports metaphor, uh, what Nils enjoys is seeing uh, what are the players wearing? What are, and, and 
granted, uh, I think that the advantage we have in church is we can take it a step further where Nils mm. doesn't necessarily get to hear from the players. Uh, granted, they might be posting some stuff on their own social medias where Nils does get to see that stuff. But as far as on the team page, the advantage that we have is we can actually do little spots with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and you're never going to get the same answer each week when you're doing that, right? Because people yeah. are, and ultimately it's people that you're going to connect with. And so you have the advantage to interview, ask questions, to do little spots behind the scenes stuff, give people access to um, the people who are leading them through a service. And we don't necessarily, well, me personally, I don't uh, ad- advise creating some sort of a pedestal for them, but these are the people that we are going to be interacting with and who are leading us through a service. And so to do that on a, on a more personal level and to do that in a more intimate way, ultimately connecting them with Jesus, which is our goal, yes. uh, exposing them as people and giving <laughs> them access to a large, giving them access at scale is how I like to talk about it. Yep. Uh, is is a great way to do that and so those are uh some fresh content because that's going to be different every week because it might be different people but at all you're certainly even if it's the same people you're certainly going to get different answers out of them each week uh and then you can also have stuff that is consistent it might seem boring to you but for the first person for the first time viewer uh it's really good for them to get an accurate picture of of what's going on yeah, I think that's a great perspective. I, I, I think I think it's a good point too that it can look the same because I think even the sports, it's the same totally. thing. Players walking in, it's the players playing <laughs> the game, it's the players yes. leaving, you know, and talking about the game. And the game might be different in your sermon. It's going to be different. Your worship totally. going to be different. But a lot of the things are going to feel the same and look the same. And so I yes. think your weekend experience, there's going to be similar things that, that – will be consistent and in some ways that consistency people are looking forward to is what's unique there um i i would though highlight behind the scenes i think people really yeah. like seeing behind the scenes and i think even doing like a pregame where the pastor and maybe even the worship pastor are doing something and i think about maybe even the kids pastor of we've got the kids area already you know can't totally. wait for the kids to be here this sunday we're going to do something really exciting or the student pastor whatever it might be that there's there's excitement uh, that builds that everybody's ready. We're, we're ready. Yes. The parking lot's ready. We've got people in carts ready. Uh, we're ready for you. Um, yes. And so creating that excitement, I think creating the excitement of, okay, it's happening. You know, like this is happening right now. Yep. Um, this is exciting. And, and a lot of that is if you have multiple services is like, look, we're going to be doing this again in two hours. So you want to make sure totally. you don't miss this. And then I would say too, capturing some of the, the, the key points of the sermon. So maybe it's a slide yes. and you snap that and you put it up there. Um, and then, and then even, you know, I would say the other thing that's valuable to get is people's faces. I think yeah, people always like, you've got to be careful with that. Make sure you have the the rights, um, and approval sure. to post that, especially when you're talking about kids. Uh, but, but yes. you know, nothing engages better on social media than people's faces. Totally. And so capturing people's faces, showing, uh, your congregation and real people, uh, that look like people that aren't there that could feel exactly. like, you know what, I could be there. Uh, they, they look like normal people, uh, at church. And so, uh, and they're wearing clothes that I can, you know, I know what to wear now when I go yes. to church that, um, so capturing those things go a long way. And, and I think what you need to not be afraid of is posting too much, especially totally. when it comes to Instagram stories. So I think real time of Instagram posts, maybe one or two Instagram stories, I think feel good doing 10 to 20. Um, and, and then when we're talking about Twitter, you know, I would really keep it primarily to text-based post. Totally. So this could be, here's our sermon set and here's our worship. Oh, I mean, here's our, here's our sermon, you know, key points or a couple quotes. 
um, and, and really kind of highlighting, connecting those pieces. And then on Facebook, I think uh, I could see even doing a Facebook live the morning of with the pastor and maybe worship pastor of an invitation. And we're here, we're getting ready um, and doing like a minute and a half, two minute long Facebook live, kind of like a pregame. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think don't overdo it on Facebook either. I think Instagram stories is, is the place to really dig into that real time social media. Um, and then have fun, try different things, see what, see what sticks, see what, see what engages. Um, Aaron, as you know, I have been on a transformation church kick. I love uh, what they're doing on social media and they actually, you know, one of the things I think that's important to note and a lot of pastors, and it's a healthy tension to navigate. A lot of pastors are, are just, they're like, I don't think people care what I eat for breakfast. I don't, I don't understand why I need to post on social media, we'll just let the church post. The reality is people connect to people more than they connect to an organization. Yes. And while your church is an organization of people, every organization is essentially an organization of people, um, but but it's still an organization. It has a name of the collective of people and people collect to a per- person more than a collective. And, and so people naturally are probably going to, your pastor is probably going to have more followers than your church because people, or they're going to be more engaged uh, to your pastor because he's a person or she's a person. And so Mike Todd uh, is the pastor of Transformation Church. Transformation does a great time job of real-time social media, both on his account um, and on the church account. But one of the things that I, I was, I met somebody the other day who was talking about transformation. They're like, I love when pastor Mike, pulls up to the church every Sunday and I see him getting out of the car and being greeted and walking in and then sitting down in his chair to get ready. Um, and, and that's part of their excitement of like the, like that's part of me getting ready for church is, is feeling his energy as he's walking in to prepare, uh, for church. And so I think that's a great example of how to pregame, uh, your church. And I think at the end of the day for pastors to get more comfortable, being on social media and understanding the connection that people want, even if they can't, you know, like my, my right. pastor, Carl Lentz, I've never met him personally. Uh, I, I've, I've literally, we've gone to church at Hillsong for over three years. Uh, and, and I, but I feel connected to him because social media, because of the yes. sermon, because, of, and we know other pastors at the church and, and other, you know, uh, we're connected. We're members of the church. We're leaders uh, in our church. Um, but we can do that without, and have a personal connection without physically uh, being connected. I know that's a disconnect for a lot of people, uh, but understanding that you're, it helps you engage deeper uh, with your congregation, with your community. Um, So I I just want to encourage pastors to be more comfortable with that or encourage your pastor uh, to engage both personally and on the organization. Aaron, I'm curious as we wrap up this podcast, any other thoughts you have about real-time social media in in the life of church? Yeah, I think, I do think it's important because you, you're giving people an accurate portrayal or you want to give people an accurate portrayal, uh, hitting those three audiences, whether there's somebody that was like, eh, is it worth it? You're reminding them that, yeah, it is worth it. Uh, and then the, the person who's maybe never seen anything from you before, uh, you give them a really good taste of what it, what it will be like when they show up there. Uh, and then for the people who just aren't able to be there, the last category who want to be there, uh, you're, continuing to give them an experience of, oh man, it really felt like I was able to be there today. Um, and so, and, and I'm excited to go 
next weekend. Uh, yes. I know I had to miss this weekend, but I'm excited for next weekend. And so um, the, the advantage to doing it live is you really get to celebrate those cool moments, the, those moments that you, whether it's in a message and you know that it's coming, uh, a really impactful moment for an audience. It doesn't just live in that moment, in that building, in that physical space, but it can live digitally uh, in that moment as well. Uh, and you, you also or it might be an element uh, during worship or uh, a, a spontaneous element that you didn't know was going to happen, but absolutely yes. did happen. Uh, always yes. being prepared to document um, because of its scalability. And so um, I think to just to echo what Nils was saying uh, as pastors and as leaders in a church, because it's not just, it's not just the teaching pastors, but as leaders in the church, um, you have a unique uh aspect and view on the church uh, and you have unique positions that you get to be within the church, particularly on a weekend. I mean, I think yes. about the places I get to go that other people don't get to go, not necessarily backstage, but just even in the booth, like clicking yes. buttons on a computer for how we're going to send this out to the world. Um, and other people want to see that. And you get to do that at scale. When you post that on social media, you, you yes. don't have to, you think about, um, when I, when I'll post in my story on the weekend, I've just allowed 200 people to go into that room with me instead yes. of literally taking 200 people. Hey, check this out, which I could do. I could walk anybody yes. back there that I want to. Um, yes. but there's, there's people, uh, who want to connect with you. And so as pastors and, and leaders in the church, cause you have a perspective that people care about, always be thinking about how you can be ready to document, uh, and then do that because you're creating, pastoral leadership at scale for people who are in your church and you're giving them um, a feeling of belonging that they wouldn't already have. And, and don't dismiss it because it's, it's very real. I mean, you, you listen to how Nils is talking about his senior pastor and um, how other people talk about Pastor Mike. It's like they actually are more bought into the church. They didn't have a conversation. They didn't go into the DMs with Pastor Mike. They didn't even yep. talk to him in the comment section. They just watched him doing something human and they will connect to his messages better. All those points that you want to communicate on the weekend, teaching pastor that's listening to this, are going to be communicated better when there's a group of people that are actively engaged with you. Uh, and that doesn't just happen through conversation, but it actually happens through just humanizing yourself and social yes. media has never given us a better opportunity to humanize ourselves when we're prepared to document. And I, I want to tell you this story, Aaron, of uh, Robert Emmett was my senior pastor at, at Community Bible Church when I was there for so many years. And when he retired uh, for, as being the pastor, he, he, he was asking me for some ideas of, you know, I still want to do some ministry and be engaged. And and this is when Facebook Live was kind of picking up. I said, just do this Facebook Live thing. Whenever you have a message God gave you that you want to share out, use Facebook Live. Just hit go live because I thought this is going to be the easiest way for him to create content and get it out where he didn't have to record it and upload it and create a title. Um, you know, think of a title, put that title in and pick go live and then stop and you're done. And he would, and so what he's, what he did is he called it trash talks. So anytime he was taking his trash out, he would 
for a couple minutes, do a little trash talk. That's awesome. And what that did is people felt like they were part of his life. Of He was literally taking out the trash. Uh, you're part of his life and he's having a conversation with you while doing a household chore. Um, and so Aaron, it's like you drinking a cup of coffee every day on TikTok. Yep. Uh, it created him a reminder of when he could minister to people. Um, and then it also, people felt so personally connected to him. And when he was pastor, I struggled to get him to do social media. Um, and then after he's, you know, after he was pastor, now he's got a whole ministry now of just being on. And I think one of the things that I hear so often from pastors is uh, nobody cares what I ate for breakfast. And the reality is people care more than you think about what you ate yes. for breakfast. You might not care what other yes. people are eating for breakfast. And, and, and breakfast is, is a, an extreme Per, you know, like yes, people maybe don't care as much about you, you guys for breakfast, but they care what sports team you like. Totally. They care um, about what what do you play golf or what tennis yes. or uh, what they want to know you personally. And so when you can yes. invite them to have through social media a personal connection with you, there's a lot of value in that. And yes. I think real time personal connection is a big deal. And so think about real time personal connection on your personal accounts throughout the week. Think yes. about it uh, on your social media accounts throughout the week at your church. And then I think especially on the weekends of really inviting people to be a part of the whole experience, the practices, the warm-up, the prayer uh, that's going in beforehand, the, the wrap-up, the, maybe the recap at the end of the Sunday of like, here's what God did this Sunday. We're, we're blown away or going home full or going home, you know, like um, just, you know, here's a story that we heard this weekend. So I think really thinking through how can you capture the story? How can you uh, really increase that engagement and then create shareable opportunities where people can easily share that content uh, with their friends and family and creating that excitement uh, with the content you're creating in real time uh, that they can then invite people in real time uh, to, to join them and be a part. So I think there's a ton of opportunities. Um, I, I think it's something to prioritize and think about and, and, and give somebody, this is where Aaron, we, we've gone back to this before is churches want to have control. Mm. Uh, they, they don't like letting go of control and doing real time social media is often like, well, you have to give to this person. They have to approve it. And then this person has to approve it. And yeah. you know, how are we going to have our approval process? Well, you know what? Real time social media doesn't work that way. Yep. Um, and you've got to, you've got to empower somebody that you trust. Don't just give a 14 year old a, a phone and account access and say, and hope it goes well. Uh, you need, you need to have somebody you trust and is responsible, but, but you cannot, you cannot wait two weeks to post something on social media like you do with other things within your communication systems in your church. Uh, real time is going to, is, is one of the most effective ways to engage people through your social media accounts. That's my thoughts. Uh, I would love to know what churches out there are doing real-time social media well. I want to highlight my personal church, uh, Hillsong, New York City. I think they do a great job. Uh, and I say they, I'll, as, a, as a congregant at Hillsong, I'll say we do a great job, although I'm not involved in our church's social media. I love uh, engaging with it online, and I feel very connected to my church through social media. Um, but I would love to know what other churches are doing real-time social media well um, that, that you should, that we should be looking at uh, and paying attention to and learning from, uh, use the hashtag SMC podcast on Twitter or Instagram, uh, to share your thoughts, uh, what churches are doing real time social media. Well, thanks so much for listening. Leave a rating or a review wherever it is you're listening and make sure you go to our website, socialmedia.church for all the show notes and to connect with us there on the site and listen to old episodes. We appreciate you listening to this episode of the podcast. Thanks.